This episode of the New Music Industry Podcast is sponsored by Koji, the world's most powerful link in bio for musicians with over 200 free-to-use link in bio mini-apps. Grow your social media following, build your email list, get your music heard, and make money in minutes, all with Koji's easy-to-use mini-apps. Collect tips, sell cameo-type video greetings, stream your playlists, sell your merch, sell locked photos and videos, run giveaways, create and sell NFTs, crowdfund a new album or tour, and more. All in one place. Oh yeah, and it's free to use. No subscription fees, no upgrades required for extra customization, or to sell files and to access analytics. It's free. So do your music career a favor. Join the over 180,000 who are finding success with Koji. It's easy. Head to koji.to slash new music industry podcast. That's K-O-J-I dot T-O forward slash new music industry podcast and get your free Koji account today. David Andrew Weeb. Over the years, I've warned about single source dependence, building on rented land, digital sharecropping, and the fickle nature of social media platforms in general. As far as I can tell, Facebook or Meta or whatever they want to call their product these days is on a downward spiral it may not recover from. As of now, it's still a viable marketing platform. It's just that, as per usual, marketers ruin everything, and if you aren't doing the right things, you aren't rewarded for your behaviors. And what I'm about to share with you here may not be news to you, but I do think it's worth viewing through the lens of adapting. After all, the subtitle of the new music industry is adapting, growing, and thriving in the information age. And while some say we're now in the experience age and no longer in the information age, I don't think adaptation is going to prove any less important. So let's talk about Facebook pages. Now, there are exceptions to everything. If you have an established Facebook page, or if there's a reason for people to come looking for you, pages can still work. There are, for example, personalities who only ever seem to publish on Facebook, so I miss out on their videos unless I actively seek them out. So every Wednesday, I log into Facebook to see what they're up to because I know they usually go live on Wednesdays. I co-founded a community called the Indie YYC, and we use Facebook as our primary platform. There are always risks, and I've shared my concerns with the inner community, but given everyone's busy schedule and participation level, publishing on Facebook has worked and continues to work for us. Just for reference, we have nearly 1,500 likes and over 1,600 followers. Although engagement level isn't always consistent or predictable, we do reach about 100 to 600 people per post without boosting them. The issue is, if you're trying to establish a new page and a new brand now, unless you've got a big budget to spend or a lot of traffic you can push from your email list or another platform, a Facebook page is not gonna be a good use of your time. I've read articles on Facebook's algorithm updates and honestly, I see the same generic advice that always gets thrown around, connect with your audience, post at the right time, share inspirational stories, create quality content, make short and engaging videos. Not only is this largely unhelpful because it's subjective advice, I find that the most engaged videos on Facebook 
are now long form, not short form. So some of the advice is either bunk or misinformed. In other words, you can't exploit a specific tactic to get more engagement right now. It used to be that if you went live, you could drive up a bunch of engagement, but again, that only seems to work for established pages at this point. Like I said earlier though, Facebook is still a viable platform. It's just that you should consider prioritizing different activity now. The creator economy is exploding and there has never been a better time to grow a loyal and passionate fan base to earn an income doing what you love to do. In the past, this meant the big headache of creating accounts on tons of different apps and platforms just to accept tips, set up locked content, sell merch, crowdfund your next project, create and distribute NFTs, and more. That's why Koji and their link in bio app store is a game changer. I'm a huge fan. Use their locked audio mini app to sell live recordings, old demos, extended versions of tracks, sample packs and loops, anything that doesn't live on Spotify. Use sell a service to sell remixing, overdubs, music marketing services, sell bars as a rapper or remote recording and editing services as an engineer, right on your link in bio. Add a Koji tip jar or love jar to receive donations from your fan base. Try their Music Links app to easily display all your streaming links in one place, just like the pros. Releasing a new project? They've got incredible free apps to engage audiences and build hype, like their Challenges mini-app, where your fans can compete in video challenges you create. Or try their Giveaway mini-app, where fans do promo for you on social for the chance to win something. I'm just scratching the surface here, so you should really go explore the Koji platform and their Lincoln Bio app store for yourself. It's free. Head to koji.to slash new music industry podcast. That's K-O-J-I dot T-O forward slash new music industry podcast. Especially those of you who are using an outdated featureless link in bio, join the creator economy power wave today with Koji to create the life you love through music. Groups are still more valuable properties than pages, especially groups where participants are actively posting and asking questions. If you have a group of your own, you're all set. Put your attention on growing it instead of your page because chances are it's going to prove more valuable. But even if you don't have a group, you can join groups and be a part of the community. So there are plenty of chances to leverage other people's audiences. Profiles are also great soapboxes. I've talked to enough artists to know that some are going to take exception to that. They treat their profiles as sacred. Don't post unless they have something to share. Don't post things they don't support. Shy away from posting marketing posts and so on. Look, you've got to be the one to decide what your tolerance is. But some of my most engaged posts recently were either about my now four-time award-winning film score for The Nobody Prayer or my beginner guitar program, Chord King Course. For the most part, I don't understand the aversion to posting more frequently because at the end of the day, you can't outsmart the algorithm. I'm not necessarily saying you should post 17 times per day to your Facebook profile. You can certainly do that with your stories, but you shouldn't turn gun shy just because your latest post only got 20 likes when your last one got 140. You might think it's simple math, but it never is. People often assume it's the content, but it could just as easily be the time at which you posted, the use or lack of emojis, misspellings or no misspellings, whether you're touching on controversial topics, imagery, and more. I feel like the best thing you can do is to treat it like an experiment. 
post different things, see what people respond to, and then and only then begin to narrow in on the type of content people seem to respond to most. The only reason it might be awkward to post quote unquote marketing content on your profile is because you think of it as separate from your personal life. I don't know about you, but my marketing efforts are my life. Whether I'm sharing my lunch or my latest podcast episode, I'm sharing what's going on in my world. Trying to separate the two and define one as personal content and the other as marketing content is where some of that awkwardness can show up and stop you from being as forthcoming as you could be. And frankly, I find that separation exhausting. The funny part is that the instant win button for most social networks is posting more frequently. If you don't believe me, give it a try. So here are the key points from today's episode. Starting a new Facebook page from scratch might not be the best idea unless you have the time, energy, and resources to dedicate to growing it. This doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't post to your page at all. It just means there isn't much of an incentive to prioritizing it anymore. Facebook groups and profiles are still great places to share your promotional posts. Obviously, you want to use some discretion here, but if you never ask for anything, you never get anything either. It's all well and good to build your social media following, but given that it's harder than ever to reach the people who like and follow your page or pages, you need to take them off-site and capture their email address. Take advantage of a tool like ConvertKit at musicentrepreneurhq.com ConvertKit to begin collecting email addresses so you can keep in touch with the audience you've worked so hard to attract. Don't forget to adapt. Things are constantly changing out there. New social networks are popping up at an unprecedented pace and Web 3.0 is fast emerging. Don't left behind. We always look forward to hearing from you. If you have any thoughts you'd like to share on today's topic, drop us a line, musicentrepreneurhq at gmail.com. We're always happy to feature your email on the show if it's relevant on topic and value adding. If you have a question, someone else probably has the same question. So there are no stupid questions. Send your feedback to musicentrepreneurhq at gmail.com. This has been episode 265 of the New Music Industry Podcast. I'm David Anjouit, and I look forward to seeing you on the stages of the world. Thanks for listening. The opening theme, closing theme, and closing segment ambient music was created by Brian Bob Young. If other music was used in this episode, it's credited in the show notes at musicentrepreneurhq.com. Please leave us a rating and review in iTunes to help us spread the word about the show. Thank you.